Welcome, Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host, Russell Chowdhury. I can't wait to jump into today's podcast episode. Episode number 178, we have a special guest, Jenny Blomlentil. In this episode, we discuss with Jenny the topic of our newest book called Corporate Rehab. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast and let's dive in. Hi, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too as well. And super excited to have a conversation with you and learn more about your book. And yeah, love more about yourself as well before we get to talk about your book and learning more about what's in the book. So yeah, before we jump in the book, uh, I'd love to know more about yourself. How do you become an entrepreneur yourself? And you've been helping other leaders, entrepreneurs get achieve their goals. So how all of them started? Like, is that you always wanted to start or you had a dream about it or just accidentally you become a coach? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think there was probably always uh, a little voice inside me that said I should be doing something different or maybe open my own business someday, but I never really knew what that would be. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way my entrepreneur journey started was I was in corporate America for 20 years, hit a lot of burnout uh, by 2020 when uh, a lot of people were going through it. We didn't really know what that word was back then yeah. um, and really knew I needed to do something a little bit different, but wasn't sure what it was. And as I started healing from my own burnout, that's what gave uh, birth to my new company and uh, the book I wound up writing about it as well. And so that's kind of a little bit about my story. Yeah, that's great. And how long have you been in like a, in the business world? Uh, for 20 years. So I was a partner in a global consulting firm. And yeah. so I started my career um, doing nonprofit work, uh, went back and got my MBA and then really fell into consulting because I just loved trying to make order from chaos and also all the different stories that I encountered from people of how different executives were trying to drive a growth strategy or implement a technology or get closer to the customer. And I was just really intrigued by the variety of all of that. Um, so I spent 20 years um, in a corporate role before I, I moved out and, and went on my own. Yeah, that's great. Um, 20 years of experience is a long time, right? <laughs> so yeah, like all of the experiences you put through on your book, which is like a corporate rehab. So I'd love to know more about uh, as well, like what are you actually trying to bring on to the book, like what experiences and like uh, what lessons. So if you'd love to share with our audiences and have a few questions to ask in regards to that, that'll be great. Sure. Um, so the book is available now. It's Corporate Rehab, Ditch the Hustle Culture and Thrive Again. Um, and to your point, um, what's included is really my story of going through burnout, climbing the ladder to success mm -hmm. and realizing it was leading to a place that I no longer wanted to be and trying to figure out what was next. How did I recover from some of the burnout that I experienced. And then really, because we were in the middle of a global pandemic, when yeah. I wrote it and launched the company, I had a lot of opportunity to go inside a little bit and say, you know, what was it that really kept me running so fast for so long? And how much of that are things inside of me that I can shift? And how much of that was the environment or maybe a boss or a situation that I was in. Um, and what I found is that the answer is a little bit of both <laughs> for me, and it's probably different for each person. Um, but I was really hooked on the hustle culture that was running through so much of the workplace, so much of, you know, specifically American culture. And I was really, you know, caught up in this, well, if I can just have the financial security, then I can provide for my family. If I just get mm -hmm. to the next level, 
maybe then I'll have a little bit more time and space in my calendar and some control over how I spend my time. And the more I went to the next level and the more I, I tried to uh, think that the answer was right around the corner, um, it really kept me you know, hustling so much longer um, and thinking I didn't have another option. Right. And so that's really what my whole journey when I left, I, I was, you know, my kids were in elementary school at the kitchen table. My husband was a first responder, so it was already back to work. But it was one of those moments where had everything been normal in the world, I probably would have just pivoted into another career. And this really gave me a chance to reflect a little bit. Um, and as I started talking about it and posting about it, I had women coming out of the woodwork saying, that's my same experience, or you have to hear the story. And so by the end of my writing and I documenting all of the process that I went to to recover from my burnout and hustle culture and gathering their stories, I gathered 300 stories, um, which is you know pretty interesting because I think it gives everyone a little bit of a different you know flavor of what experience that they might see themselves in, which is part yeah. of this, that so many of us suffer through this alone and don't understand that we're in hustle culture or we're in burnout and reading other stories helps us feel seen. Um, and then I include in the book, the, the steps that I went through because I started sharing that with people. And I thought a book might be an easier way to get this out into the world versus taking all these zoom calls. Um, and so I started coaching women through that. And then I, uh, documented my own process, which, is actually stands for rehab. So it's recognize your story, your life story and the context for your values. Um, the E is evaluate. So your patterns, your relationships, your time, your boundaries. Heal is H. So across mind, body and spirit to really recover, um, but also to kind of reset a little bit. Mm -hmm. A is arise and adding new skills and talents and growing, which is kind of the fun part. And then B is building a new version or a new dimension of your life and career that really works for you. Um, and so I've included all that, that in the book, but that's really what it's about. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love the fact like a, you focused on like a uh, hustle culture is like uh, not many American talks about it and they yeah. don't like to talk about it. they also always like to brag about like how they hard they work 80 hours yeah. 90 hours a week if you're not doing 80 100 hours a week you're not giving a best shot uh, making a success for your business yeah. so yeah I, I, I know like it's not easy things to talk about uh, yeah. especially <laughs> from Americans but coming that's, to that's true yeah and yeah. yeah but people need to think about like this is the actual thing like it's not about the harder you work you're going to be more successful so many things come along with it right like you experienced it yourself the covid came it's not like a hard work going to make you money right if you're in, right. industry, like in a restaurant industry or like you have a brick and mortar industry if you say i'm going to hustle hustle there's nothing going to change because the industry yeah. is down or like even the coaches and consultant if you're trying to book an appointment face-to-face, -face, that's not going to happen because you're in a lockdown. So you have to work smarter, how to maximize yeah. your time and efficiency and get like more people you can talk to, like via Zoom call or like over the phone or, or like uh, any other methods you can use. Mm -hmm. So coming to the point, like a burnout, like the most important part, that's why all we get depressed, anxiousness, anxieties. We got a lot of health issues as well. So as an entrepreneur yourself, you overcame that like... Mm -hmm burnout then you help other women to go through the process and you bring that on your book so other people can learn from it and know like what's happening uh, 
So how do you, someone can find out like if they've been burned out? Like a lot of people, they are not so much rush and they don't realize that they're burned out. They right. go to see a, like a coach or consultant, like a life coach and say like, oh, I'm in anxiety, I'm in depression, I have some health issues, like they go to a physician, but they don't understand that like they've been burned out because they took on too many things, projects on their plate and none of them is working fine and they just overwhelm themselves. So mm-hmm. as a yourself, like how did you find out like when you burnt out and you realize like I need to stop that and I need to reevaluate like what am I doing? Right. So for me, I can answer that piece first and then sure. um, to point how to others because I think you're right. Um, it is so hard sometimes to identify that, and especially I think where we were pre-pandemic and I can only mm-hmm. speak to my experience and to your point, American culture where Hustle culture is glorified, the rise and grind and all of these things, you think it's normal, right? So we didn't yeah. have this, this language in the headlines saying burnout's a real thing. So I think um, for me, I didn't realize it until I had already left. I just knew that I was unfulfilled. I was disillusioned, but I didn't have any idea that I, I was experiencing burnout until maybe six months into my research and recovery and thinking like, I'm a consultant, right? For 20 years. Yeah. So I'm like, what's the root cause? What are we, what's going, what, what problem am I solving? Um, and that's really what led me to understand that this hustle culture is so much of it. But the burnout piece, I think is interesting because I actually learned that the World Health Organization changed the definition of burnout in 2019 before mm-hmm. the pandemic to include chronic unmanaged workplace stress in the definition, which I think is really um, key. You know, that it's not an easy thing to, to edit a definition um, of something of that caliber. And that just tells us that we were headed towards this place where there was enough stress that was acknowledged that was happening in the workplace. And the part that they're mentioning that it's chronic and unmanaged, I think is really important because if you have an outlet, a lot of us are in high stress jobs. You think of yeah. a, first medical responder or an EMT, somebody who doesn't have a choice to, you know, do meditation in the middle of their, you know, working shift. Oh, yeah. um, but if they're, if they're taking opportunities to discharge that stress and manage it, you can avoid the burnout. It's really when it becomes this everyday thing and it's unmanaged. And mm. the three symptoms are, you know, feeling um, exhaustion, which is a pretty easy one to identify. But unfortunately, a lot of times when we're either raising children, taking care of aging parents, working a full shift, doing that afterwards, or constantly being bathed in the stress hormone throughout our day, the exhaustion just becomes a feature of life. And so I think that's what's hard is because it becomes baked into the way we operate. The second piece is cynicism. So if you become cynical um, or more cynical than usual, if you happen to have sarcastic humor like I do, um, that's something to look for because it's basically saying that, you know, you're you're skeptical of, you know, either leadership or that anything's going to be um, improved based on what you're doing. And then the final piece is inefficacy, where you feel like nothing that you do matters, that no matter what I do next, yeah, I'm, it's not going to be the right, you know, choice and I'm going to feel anxious or no matter what I do next, it doesn't matter to the out, overall outcome. And that, you know, kind of leads us to depression or it can show up as depression. Um, so those are the three things to really watch out for to know that you're in burnout. Um, but the challenge, I think it comes from the fact that burnout can be many different sources. So it could be that you're completely burned out from a caregiving status, yeah. but your work is relatively manageable, right? And and so it's easy to say, well, I can't take this job. I'm just going to leave without looking at 
where am I over giving, you know, in a lot of different places and what can I shift versus where is there someone who really needs me? I can't, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a primary caregiver, for example. Um, the time and energy one, I think is an interesting um, piece where you can, you can almost notice whether you're, you know, losing sleep and those types of things. The other one that's a little bit more sneaky is um, boredom burnout, where um, you just aren't challenged or aren't growing right. in whatever it is that you're doing. And that actually doesn't correlate to time because I know that was part of my story now. I can recognize it. Um, but I was working, you know, 12, 14 hour days and I was, you know, had a full busy schedule, both at work and at home. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really growing and being challenged or challenging myself. Yeah. And so that was that was actually a big contributor to mine as well. So those are the things that I would suggest looking out for. Yeah, that's great. Like if someone knows like what to look for, then obviously they know like what is symptoms. Like if you have a headache and you don't know like what yeah. is happening to you, then you don't know how to explain to the doctor for like what kind of medication you need for in order to right. get out of the situation. So yeah, it's great for sharing that. So I move forward to like, what's the solution then like obviously you talked about like how you go out from your burnout and the race of like work hard and st struggle and so what was the steps like you help yourself and also you help other uh, entrepreneurs like they get out from their burnout and living like a better balanced life yeah so for some of the part of it is really going through that framework that I outlined because some of the answers to those questions when you start to look at your own story and context will actually help you decide what you can shift and, mm -hmm. and what are, are things that are either mindsets or patterns that are keeping you stuck. Um, and what are things that you are just in a different situation that you need to consider getting out of. So for example, um, we look at a lot of times in the recognized phase, we'll look at the life story. We'll look at what are the experiences that you had, and then how does that translate into some of the mindsets that you have today? Um, and how much of that is really helping you survive your life versus how much of that is helping you thrive in your life? So for right. example, in your life experiences, if you, you witnessed a parent have financial difficulties, you know, maybe they struggled, maybe they had, you know, they lost money in a, in a recession, whatever it might be you might have an imprint in your brain that's an unconscious uh, pattern that you're not even that aware of that says, boy, if I have enough money, I can avoid um, feeling vulnerable to your point earlier. I can avoid having to be in a situation where we're scrambling and I can't provide for my family. So I better make sure that I you know, have financial security as a core need that needs to be met. Mm. And when you think about this, um, and I have this in the book and I like to think about this as in the context of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, where the bottom layer of that triangle is really the, um, the safety and security needs. Once those are met, then you're freed up to go after some of the higher order needs, things like connection and purpose and esteem and self-actualization. But until those bottom needs are met, we're usually not freed up to pursue that. So when you think about what might have happened in your life and what are some of the mindsets that you're carrying with you that might have worked really well to get into university or get that first job or get a promotion, but now are holding you back from being able to put boundaries on your time, put boundaries on your energy and live other parts of your life and you're overdoing the work aspect or the hustle aspect. Yeah. Um, that's really one of the things that we talk about. And then in that you get into limiting beliefs and mindsets 
looking at some of the, the boundaries around time and energy, which are the first two things that I see women at least collapse when, when under stress. Um, and then we, you know, look at, at why you might be approaching this burnout. What are the things that are within your control versus what are the things that are outside and what to do with it? Yeah, that's great. So we come for like, like I mentioned before earlier, like an American culture, even though like in the UK, they tend to like work hard and hustle more and love like influencers like Gary Vee, uh, mm -hmm. you know Elon Musk like a richest person on the earth they've been talking like if you're not working like 80 100 hours a, a week you're not giving your best shot for like right. succeeding wherever you do right. so do you agree with that like obviously you don't agree with that that's why you mentioned earlier but I, I love to hear from you as well <laughs> yeah I do not agree with that um I think that that is born of um I can speak to the American psyche at least on this mm -hmm. one that is born of the Industrial Revolution, um, which was 200 years ago, right? When you think about it, we're a relatively young country. Yeah. Um, we're still very influenced by a couple of things that only happened either 400 or 200 years ago. So it's mm. really only a handful of generations removed. Um, everyone in this country came from somewhere else or was part of a people who went through severe trauma um, yeah. and what was inflicted upon them. And so when I think about the Industrial Revolution and it being the birthplace of productivity, um, it was this wonderful dream that symbolized all of the hope that people who came to America from all other places could actually build a new life and their their um, their providence was finally under their control, right? If you just right. work hard, you can get, you too can get the house with the white picket fence and two yeah. and a half times and the dog, right? Um, so our grandparents were sold on that story. Our parents were sold on that story. We were all raised on that story. Um, and you see people like an Elon Musk who actually you know, has a piece of that story in his background and was, was taught to, you know, hustle for what he needed. Mm. Um, and it, and it's made him very successful in one dimension, right. Yeah. In the productivity and the, in, in the financial dimension, I don't know that I would hold up, um, his, worldviews and his lifestyle and his work ethic um, from what has been reported in the press, I don't know him personally, um, as a model that I would want my children to follow, right? Because frankly, that's a lot of the model that I followed for a long time, that if you just have this financial security, it will take care of other things in your life. Instead, I think what happens is we overuse it just like a muscle where yeah. it becomes the main aspect of our life and all of the other things that you could have like a connection, like uh, with your children, with a spouse, um, with being able to actually improve things in your own community, um, being able to grow and enrich yourself. Um, I would venture to say that all of those things are actually off the table for an Elon Musk type. Um, and yeah. instead he has chosen to prioritize all of the things that, you know, he was likely raised or had life experiences to believe were more important in, a, in this work ethic. And, and I'll go so far as to say, um, the other piece to this is I, I'm not judging him for that because I think yeah. a lot of it is likely not his fault. I would suspect, having read a little bit of his origin story, he was raised in a situation where someone else said, hey, this is the way to be a man and this is the way to conquer and lead. And if you do these things, you will be strong. And the best thing in our culture is to be strong. And so he's just following that script, right? And yeah. he hasn't had an experience yet in his life that tells him data that, that would give him another way of working or thinking. So I say that because I look at um, 
some of the experiences that these people we hold up on pedestals have had or the things that they're saying that influence the rest of us. And I think they are giving us a recipe for a very one-dimensional life. And if you are ascribing to the concept that financial security is the way to live a full life, it's a great recipe, right? But if yeah. you also, are instead you're subscribing to the concept that it's one aspect of the life, it affords you many things, but if you overdo it, again, just like any other muscle, it's holding you back from these other pieces. I think that's really where... Um, I'm seeing, and I'm actually worried about that. Not not as much about American culture, although it has, gives me plenty to worry about. Um, I'm worried about what those symbols do in our society to to basically, you know, tell young people that the rest of it doesn't matter. Only financial security and sending a rocket to the moon um, or landing on Mars are the things that matter the most. And and I don't believe that, and I don't think the the next generation does either. So. The, the answer to your question is I completely do not ascribe to the, the work 80 hours and um, everyone has to be back in the office and yeah. command and control is the way to go. It kills innovation. It kills purpose. And it essentially costs you so much more money um, as either an entrepreneur or in a, in a global company. Yeah, I totally agree on that because I, I experienced that I worked 80 hours, 100 hours. I had two jobs. Then when I started, I had two businesses in the same time I was running. So I woke up at six in the morning and then midnight, two, three, uh, I was working. I was hustling and I wasn't making that much. <laughs> End of the day, I wasn't making that much. The progressing wasn't there. My Both of them businesses wasn't thriving or anything like that. When I stopped one business and focused on another business and I was just working uh, 30 hours a week, I was just making 10 times more than what I used to make just working 80 yeah. and yeah. then that 10x from there. And just my, I'll say my personal life got so much better. My relationship with my wife got better and everything actually is like taken care of. I was overweight. I lost some weight and I was like a 96 kg right now. I'm just 72. So I made a huge dramatic change on my health as well. So coming back to it, like I always wanted to do kind of things like that, but when I was listening to the influencers, I thought like this is the way to go for it and did that for five years and then realized I have to figure out my own way what actually yeah. works because even though like I've seen so many people are doing 80 hours 100 hours they're not billionaire they're not multimillionaire yet they're working they're grinding so so making it being a successful in a business world I don't think like you need to work that you have to have like a great team around you in order to success right. Because how many hours you can do after the 100 hours or even the 120, you can do it. Then after the, how are you going to scale yourself? Only yeah. way you do is like a people. So rather yeah. than me doing it like 80 hours, I just hire someone for 40 hours. They took care of it. They got a good salary. And then I can hire someone better than me, intelligent than me, rather than me just learning everything on my own. And I can't really explain it. So yeah, I, uh, I totally agree on that. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you something about that too. Like, did you sure. find that when you created that more space that gave you the opportunity, not only for the the health and the relationship with your wife, mm -hmm. but to have more of these strategic thoughts and, yeah. and do your actual work differently, which is, I think the other piece is you're creating space in your life. I'm curious if you had that experience. Yeah, definitely. Now I get like lots of creative ideas. So that's why I can do more. Like right. right now I'm doing podcasting. I have like a seven figure business that's in the background. I only work one or two hours a day, uh, Monday yeah. to Thursday. That's my seven figure business is running itself. Uh, I'm focusing on a 
creating content, um, studying, like I love to study Arabic and all that. Because right now my health is not placed, that's why I couldn't do much because I used to go badminton playing and try to do exercise and everything. But right now that stopped because of the health I can't do, I feel really dizzy. So yeah, other than that, like it gives me like a good thoughts because my time is so free and I can think straight, I can think right. Yeah. And whatever decision <laughs> I make is make me a better investor. I invest in our companies as well. So I, I think slightly like when I wake up in the morning I do my morning routine and everything then I take a slow one two hours it's just a thinking time rather than me hustling or I have to reach out to someone or I have to email back or something I don't have to do none of that just focusing on like what I need to do like how to take my business seven to eight figures eight to nine figures and it's like that's idea matters it's not like even though I'm hustling if I'm doing all client work and everything that's not going to get me in nowhere so I have to think like a differently so Working less is giving me like the more time and more clarity and more focus. And that was like my experience. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think part of that is, you know, when we think about the industrial revolution and productivity, it is so much fingers on keyboards, fingers yeah. on machines, right? But we're in this knowledge economy and we have been for the last 20 years. And what's coming next is not more hands on keyboards, no. it's, you know, you're trading, right? You built this business based on the ideas yeah. in your head and how quickly you're able to get other people to execute them, sometimes yourself, sometimes mm. others. But I think that's a key piece too, is that we're headed to this place where everything that can be done with our hands is going to be automated or, yeah. you know, AI or all of this technology disruption. We're getting to a place where that, that, capital, the intellectual capital is the piece that's going to make a difference. And if you're not making time for that in your business, no matter if you're a solopreneur or a CEO of a, of a huge company, you know, you're going to be left behind. Yeah, definitely. Right now there's AI, they write your blog post, they're writing your email, they're doing a social media yes. post. Right. So many jobs getting out of business, right? <laughs> so yeah, you don't have to true. think and create or anything like a content can be created by AI. So how what else you can need like even the medical space the ai can do the operation for people right. they've been doing a trial in america seen that as well so a lot of even the doctors like a risk of losing their jobs mm -hmm. in probably 50 years time the probably right. is probably one big doctor like who's managing all of them robots and everything and they're gonna do like the open surgery and everything giving normal you know practitioner we go to like a gp in uk they say like it could be done by just AI going to prescribe you, you just tell them a symptom and give you the medication. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. To that point, like, I think that's scary on the one hand for those yeah. jobs. And there's also a huge opportunity to say, yeah. what what's in the heads of all of those doctors that we could put in a room and actually create, you know, 50 more technology companies yeah. that would actually advance the science and find cures and do things more efficiently with less pain. I mean, just think about all of the, human suffering that we could actually alleviate yeah. by outsourcing some of those tasks. So I think it does just free us up. It's just a matter of everyone getting to a point where they're comfortable, not hustling quite so hard and trusting that if you stop and actually pick your head up and create that time for thinking and, and, you know, strategy that more will come of it. And, and that's a really hard, I think that's the hardest shift is trusting, yeah. um, especially when you're trying to feed your family. I mean, that's a real need. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. So yeah, Jenny, we're coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure having a conversation with you, learning more about your book. So those who's listening, if anyone interested to grab your book, where's the best place to find it? 
best place is my website, which is uh, www.corporate-rehab.com. I've got all of the book information there, but also my coaching packages and any speaking that I'm doing for companies. So you can check it out there. Um, and then I also post a lot on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. So feel free to follow along. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for your time today. And I wish you best of luck with your new book and your personal life as well. So yeah, thanks for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, that was a pleasure. It was mine. Thank you. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you got some value from me and enjoyed our episode. So if anyone interested to learn more about Jenny or want to grab a book or you want to work with her, just visit her website. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.